0: Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we've heard, lest we drift away. Uh, More earnest heed means all the more careful attention to the things we've heard, lest we drift away. The King James translation says, lest we let them slip. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, or retribution, or penalty, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? God also bearing witness, both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts or distributions of the Holy Spirit, according to his own will. Father, we love you, we praise you, we glorify and we bless you. We thank you, as always, for your blessed Holy Word. We thank you for the anointing upon your Word, for our ears to hear it, hearts to receive it, minds to be open to the light of your Word. We believe you today as a group for utterance in the Holy Spirit, not only today in this service, but throughout the coming days, weeks, months, and years, should Jesus tarry for all of us to speak your word. Stretch forth your hand to heal that signs and wonders are done by the name of your holy child, Jesus. We honor you today, Father. We know that you're not a man to lie, nor the son of man to repent. What you said you'll do, what you spoke, you'll make good. So we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the truth that makes people free. We honor you today, Father. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We speak it, we apply it, we sprinkle it, we appropriate it, we plead it. We honor it, and we highly esteem that precious blood that still flows from Calvary. Thank you. Father, we thank you that we need no man to teach us. We're not taught by uh, man's wisdom, but by the unction, the Holy Spirit that lives within each of us. We thank you that our faith doesn't stand in the wisdom of men, but in your power, the power of the living God, for our preaching, teaching, witnessing, and ministering art with enticing words of man's wisdom. So we honor you today, we glorify you, and we bless you. We believe you, according to Mark eleven, twenty four, for revelation, heart knowledge of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the question we need to ask ourselves, and, and if you look at this uh, opening here, it says we, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we've heard. More earnest heed. Care, more careful attention to the things we've heard, lest we drift away, lest we let them slip. Have we let things slip or have we drifted away? We have to answer that for ourselves. We can't, you know, I can't answer that for you and you can't answer it for me. There's a period of time sometimes when we're, we're not in the word enough, or sometimes things happen that we feel like we might have drifted away. But the word is something that will rise up within us. If we've got it in our hearts, uh, it, it's not going to leave us. It's something that's going to stay. It just has to be uh, stirred up. The gift has to be stirred up. The word has to be stirred up. So we don't want it to slip away. Uh, we don't want to drift away from it. So, we, you know, we need to see some things. Look uh, with me, if you would, to Psalm 103, 103rd Psalm. This is a, a wonderful psalm, especially the first five verses, but, you know, there's, there's more uh, to it. But the first five would be Great Confession to memorize and, and speak every day. This is, of course David, Psalm of David. Praise for the Lord's mercies. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. We need to remember his benefits. What are they? Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Forgives in the Greek or in the Hebrew is the word *salach*. Fifty-five, forty-five in the Strong's, to forgive, pardon, spare, spare someone, to relieve someone of the burden of their offense. This verb and its derivatives occur fifty times in the Old Testament. In every occurrence, God does the forgiving. Never does *salach* represent a man's forgiving anyone. That explains the shock of Jesus' listeners when they heard him say, your sins are forgiven, in Luke 5.20. They responded, who can forgive sins but God alone? They knew that forgiveness is God's prerogative. Praise God. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? Satisfies your mouth with good things. That means if you don't like hummus, you don't have to eat it. He satisfies your mouth with good things. You know, if you don't like certain things, your mouth ought to be satisfied with good things. He satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Now we know that the eagle's youth is renewed when it, when their beak goes old and gets worn out. They take it, they, they fly somewhere, they beat it on a uh, rock or something, and, and uh, get rid of that beak and grow another one. Their youth is renewed with that new beak. Uh, you, you, that's a short version of the. Uh, what happens, but that's basically what happens. The youth is renewed. Our youth is renewed. Why? Our mouths are satisfied with good things. You know, we, we don't have to eat K-rations just because, you know, we, we want to be humble. No, our mouth is satisfied. Verse 6, The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. The Lord executes that. We don't do it ourselves. The Lord executes. He made known his ways to Moses. in his acts. To the children of Israel. Praise God. Made known his ways to Moses. He'll make his ways known to us. We just got done uh, talking about. Uh, being closer. And, and led by the spirit. And. and uh, you know we had five messages on that. Uh, being more in tune with the spirit. The Lord is merciful, verse 8, and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in mercy. He'll not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He's not dealt with us according to our sins, thank God, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are higher are, are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. Reverentially trust and respect him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. How far is the east from the west? Now in this country it's 3,000 some miles, but you know, if you go west or if you go east, either one, keep going, you're you're always going to go east or you're always going to go west. You know, there's no amount far as the east is from the west. You can't put a number on it. That's where he's put our sins. They're forgiven. They're gone. He's removed them. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we're dust. Now that word pities, we want to make sure we don't think of pity as, you know, oh, you poor little thing type pity. I want to read the Hebrew word for pities. Pity. A very simple word. A-B. Av. Uh, it's supposed to be one of the first words a baby can speak. The Aramaic form of AB is Abba. Which has become... Common in modern Hebrew is the word Israeli children used for daddy. A daddy pities his children. Jesus applied this toddler's word to his divine father. Now, as a father pities his children, so does the Lord pities those who reverentially respect and trust him it's actually the word pities is actually uh, the same as the word have words have mercy raham strong 7355 to feel or show compassion to love deeply, to show pity or mercy, to tenderly regard someone. As a father tenderly regards his children, so does the Lord tenderly regard those who reverentially respect and trust him. Racham is the origin of the Hebrew word for womb. In in Isaiah 49, 15, God asks, can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion or racham on the son of her womb. And fathers, too, show that feeling for their offspring. Psalm 103, verse 13. Why? For he knows our frame, verse 14. He knows our frame. He understands our constitution. He remembers that we're dust. As for man, his days are like grass. Think about how long the grass lasts. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it. And it's gone. And its place. Remembers it. No more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. On those who fear him. On his righteousness to children's children. To such as keep his covenant. To those who remember his commandments. To do them. And what commandment do we have? John 13, 34 and 35. A new commandment I give that you love one another. As I have loved you, that you love one another. Verse 19, the Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his, who do his pleasure, or you servants of his. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord. O oh, my soul. Praise God. And we sang it today. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. and Worship his holy name. As we praise and worship, we need to remember all his benefits. He forgives, he heals, and all the rest that we see there. Uh, redeems our life from destruction, crowns us with loving kindness, satisfies our mouth with good things, uh, executes righteousness and judgment for the oppressed and on the whole way through. What happens then if we remember his benefits? What happens? Glad you asked. Psalm 55. Huh? Yeah. What do I have, Isaiah? Isaiah 55, I'm sorry. Now you think one thing and write another. Praise God. What happens if we remember his benefits? Verse 1, ho, not like ho, 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 like listen. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread? Why do you weigh out silver for what is not bread? And your wages for what does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me. And eat what is good. And let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Praise God. He's addressing... Exiles here, he summons them to detach themselves from Babylon's influences that they may enjoy his gracious, abundant meal, true satisfaction in him as uh, returnees to Jerusalem. What's it say when, when he says people have no money? His abundant life is free. Why do you spend money on something that's free? An invitation to abundant life, it's free. Hold your place there in Isaiah 55, and look at Acts chapter 13, verse uh, 32 for a minute. I even had that marked and still put the wrong thing on the paper. Makes me mad. Acts 13. Guess we're part human. Verse thirty-two, and we declare to you glad tidings, that promise, which that promise which was made to the fathers. That word promise, is that Greek word epangelia, Strong's eighteen sixteen. Now listen to this. This is the definition of epangelia, both a promise and the thing promised, an announcement with the special sense of promise, pledge, and offer. Epangalia tells what the promise from God is and then gives the assurance that the thing promised will be done. So it's more than just, yeah, I promise. Promises are made to be broken. No, they aren't. 2 Corinthians 1.20 asserts for all the promises Epangelia of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. So he says, we declare to you glad tidings That promise which was made to the fathers. Excuse me. God has fulfilled this for us, their children, in that he has raised up Jesus. As it is also written in the second psalm, you are my son, today I have begotten you. And that he raised him from the dead, no more to return to corruption or a state of decay. That's what corruption means here. He has spoken thus, I'll give you the sure mercies of David. The sure mercies of David. Therefore, he also says in another psalm, you will not allow your Holy One to see corruption. That's Psalm 16 and verse 10. For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep, died, was buried with his fathers, and saw corruption or decay. But he whom God raised up saw no corruption talking about jesus therefore let it be known to you brethren that through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins by him everyone who believes is justified from all things which you could not be justified by the law of moses praise god beware therefore lest what has been spoken in the prophets come upon you behold you despisers marvel and perish Habakkuk 1.5 For I work a work in your days a work which you will by no means believe though one were to declare it to you. The sure mercies of David. Back to Isaiah 55 verse 4. Indeed I have given him as a witness to the people a leader and commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation that you do not know and names you do not know that who do not know you shall run to you. Because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel. For he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Praise God. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way. And the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord. And he will have mercy on him. And to our God. For he will abundantly pardon. Abundantly pardon. Praise God. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. My thoughts than your thoughts. Higher. God reminds us that his ways and thoughts are unfathomably beyond ours. It's good to remember when we're praying for someone, interceding for the lost, or for seemingly impossible situations. We have to remember that his thoughts and his ways are higher than ours. Praise God. Verse 10. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be, that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. Empty or without fruit. But it shall accomplish. What I please. And it shall prosper. in the thing for which I sent it. Praise God forevermore. Verse 12. For you shall go out with joy. And be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills. Shall break forth into singing before you and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree and it shall be to the Lord for a name for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off the commentary here is really good it says God's promises and plans or words are are as sure as fulfillment ...as the fact that rain, it's going to rain and snow... ...that we saw in verse 10. Doesn't return. For you shall go out with joy, he says. These verses symbolically depict creation's joy... ...at God's redemptive action... ...fulfilled in part in the post exilic return. The verses are ultimately messianic and eschatological, or end times. They depict cosmic joy at the reign of Christ... Look quickly at Luke 2, 13 and 14. We know this. We know what it says. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men. Cosmic joy. At the reign of Christ. As well as prophecy, Prophesying that the world to come. When creation itself will also be delivered. From the bondage of corruption. Praise God. Thank God. Thank God. Abundance. Invitation. To abundant living. How? How? We must. We have to. Rely on the word. Rely on the word. Man's word, our word. No, God's word. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 12. Then the Lord said to me. He asked him in verse 11. He said, "Uh, what do you see? He said, I see an almond tree. I see branches of an almond tree. The Lord said to me, you have seen well. For I am ready to perform my word. One translation says, I'll watch over my word to perform it. He says in verse 11, Moreover the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? I see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. And the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I'm ready, watchful, waking, hastening, anticipating, to be sleepless, alert, vigilant, on the lookout, to care for watchfully. Twelve times that verb uh, appears, including Psalm 127, verse 1. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. I'm ready, ready to perform my word. To perform our prayers? No, not unless we're praying his word. The vision is the first of many uses of nature, in this book. The play on the words between the similar sounding almond uh, and watching in Hebrew is a reminder that the almond tree blooms early in the spring, becoming the tree that's ready and watching as all other blossoms and events unfold. He's watching over his word to perform it. Of course, 1st John chapter 5 verses 14 and 15 we know this is the confidence that we have in him if we ask anything according to his will which is his word. He hears us. And if we know he hears us. Whatever we ask. We know we have the petitions. That we ask of him. Why? Because that's the confidence we have in his word. Finally. John chapter 1. Verses 1 through 5. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. This, the, He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life. The life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness didn't comprehend it. Didn't snuff it out. Didn't have anything to do with it. He's ready to perform his word. His will is his word. Jesus is the living word. And he lives in us by his spirit. What better benefit could there be? Forget not all his benefits in this life and spending eternity with him. As we praise and worship Remember all his benefits. What happens? We get an invitation to abundant life. Free. Abundant life. He's ready to perform his word. His will. Rely on his word. Father, we love you. We praise you and we thank you. We thank you as always. We can see in your word every step for our lives. Everything we're supposed to be doing. Everything we're supposed to do in the natural on this earth we can listen to the leading of your holy spirit within our hearts he lead us and guide us into all truth and teach us all things and bring those things to our remembrance whatsoever we've heard and show us things to come thank you thank you for your blessed holy spirit thank you for your word thank you that it doesn't return void or empty but it accomplishes what it you please and prospers in the thing for which you sent it thank you thank you for abundant life we bless you we honor you and we thank you for the privilege thank you we remember we forget not all your benefits in jesus name amen Praise God. Well, if you're out there and you're listening to this somewhere on the blog or uh, in, in some other place. And you say, well, you know, I, I don't have access to his word. I've never been born into the kingdom of God. I've never made uh, given my life to, to the Lord uh, as a Christian. I've never made that decision. The Bible says now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Jesus said in John six thirty seven, "If if they come, I won't cast them out, I won't turn them away. Romans chapter 10, and verses uh, 9 and 10, and verse 13 tell us that if we confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart God raised Him from the dead, we'll be saved. So with, with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Something we have to do with our mouths. Verse 13 says, all those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So if you call upon him today, you'll be saved. You'll be born again. Born into the kingdom. Born into the family of God. Pray this prayer with us. If you're a candidate for that today. Father. I come to you in the name of Jesus just as I am your word says that if I come you won't turn me away you won't cast me out Jesus come into my heart as my Savior I make you the Lord of my life thank you Father I'm now your child I'm born again born from above I repent of all my past sins and I ask you for forgiveness for them in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Fill me with your Holy Spirit to overflowing and I'll speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives me utterance. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Thank you for filling me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for all your benefits. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, get to a good church. A word-believing, word-living, word-doing church. Fellowship with believers of like precious faith. Get into a good devotional. Do it daily. Keep the word before your eyes. If you're listening to ministers uh, online or on broadcast TV or wherever you can listen, listen to ones who are teaching the full gospel, the unadulterated word of truth. Thanks for joining us today. Praise God.